in a world where frauds and scams can be disguised as legitimate opportunities and anyone can be a self-proclaimed business expert. Who do you trust? Before you invest time or money, listen in to make sure your business is in the clear. Welcome to the In the Clear podcast. I'm your host, Justin Reckla. And today we are talking to one of the members of the Clear Business Directory about operated a transparent business. And, and folks, you're, you're in, for a, uh, in for a treat today uh, as our guest is a organizational psychologist and she advises organizations on everything from uh, strategic planning and uh, a whole slew of uh, things that in the workplace, human dynamics, uh, and, and so forth. And so um, our guest today is Dr. Marissa Pei. Uh, she joins us today, uh, and she's an absolute delight. She, uh, she's a podcast host. She's a media superstar, uh, and she, she joins us on the show today. Mar- uh, Dr. Marissa, thank you so, so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Justin. Pleasure to be here. So, Marissa, can you can you share um, with our with our listeners a little bit about uh, what you do, how you do it, who you do it with, and so forth? I do everything full force, and I have a lot of fun doing it. How's that for short and sweet? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what? You, you've you've got to be able to do, to do what you do with inside an organization. Yeah, um, you, you have I, I have the best job in the world. Yeah, I'm sure. I get to play in human dynamics at work. So I'm kind of a split personality. I have a whole business that focuses on organizational effectiveness and interpersonal effectiveness inside of that organization. So I work with technically brilliant and emotionally challenged (laughs) executives and leaders so that their peripherally located egos don't get in the way of their inferiority complex. <laughs> and I hope none of my clients are listening right now because I don't think I've ever said it quite like that. But I do have such a blast because I work with people who really, you know, a lot of them are perfectionists and recovering control freaks. And they really want to do um, you know, huge things in this world and they want to motivate people and they want teams to work and they want their organizations to grow. And the reality is um, things like logic and rational thought, which are, you know, the goal cannot actually be fulfilled. Those goals are impossible to fulfill because we're human beings and human beings are illogical and irrational at best. So things like, you know, it's not rocket science. You know, why do people have such a hard time understanding what I want? And, you know, I'm not asking you to go to the moon. I'm just asking you to execute this project. And, um, you know, what, what's, why do I have employees who are not the brightest tool, the brightest crayon in the box or the sharpest tool in the, in the shed? Like, how did this happen? If I could pick my own people, we wouldn't have these problems. If, um, if people just did what I said to do, we wouldn't have these problems. And so this is the, the, the organization in its best is full of power, politics, miscommunication, and conflict because we have human beings working there. Yeah. And so I get to go in and work with leaders and first allow them to 
vent and release these expectations that organizations are supposed to run like an, a well-oiled machine. They're not. Uh, we, we have an opportunity in every workplace to learn how to be in joy, to enjoy our interpersonal relationships with each other in teams, in work groups, in, you know, peer um, groups, in supervisory employee relationships, leader, director, manager relationships, and understand what drives us crazy and what makes us feel good. Sorry, and I'm more joy, less stress at work is the ultimate goal of my work and organization. And, and I love that you um, you do that. You bring up the fact that, you know, it, it, essentially at the end of the day, whether it be at work, whether it be at home, uh, but within an organization, it, it's it's all about those relationships. So, yes. so with that, how, how important is transparency in an organization from – whether it be from the top down or the bottom up, how, how important is that transparency piece? Well, it's, it's everything. It's one of the foundation pieces because you, you cannot build an organization that is, has sinking sand or holes or uh, anything that is built on a lie. Uh, it, it's not going to work. It may work for a little while. It may work you know, for four bankruptcies, if you know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> it's not going to work in the long run. And so people have to know that where they're working really not only has the best interests of the customer in, in place, it has to have the best uh, uh, for the, the people that work there. That's transparency is all about, do I believe what you say and do I say what I believe in a way that is um, magnifying for us all? Do we have a product or service that is actually adding value to our customers? And can we do that with an integrity message and with a faith and a belief that we really are helping others help themselves? At the same time, do we have a message of integrity inside the organization that says we really want the best for our employees, our staff, the people who are dealing with the customers? Do we really think that they are doing, do we have, we tooled them with the best possible um, uh, understanding models, processes, so they can do their best work possible? And it's not just about money. Money's half of it. Yeah. The other half is meaning. Yeah. Do I provide an environment where people can find meaning? Because we spend more time at work than we do anywhere else. So if you want an organization filled with people who last beyond that honeymoon phase, that then you as leaders of the organization owe it to your company to be as transparent as possible. Now, that's, that's, that, doesn't I, I, mean, that doesn't mean I am brutally honest. You know, people get... That mixed up. They, they really do. You know, uh, I'm telling you this because I want what's best for you. Bull shiitake. You know, yeah. don't, gonna, don't give I'm, me that line. I'm, I'm going to tell, I want to tell you this because I'm going to get it off my chest to make myself uh -huh. feel better about me. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I absolutely love that. And if you're, if you're just joining us, we're, we're talking to Dr. Marissa Pay. She's an organizational psychologist who, uh, helps organizations uh, in, in so many different ways with the human dynamic piece and and straighten everything out so you can run uh, a successful organized business so you don't get caught up in the 
uh, irrationality of being human uh, and, and making sure that doesn't get in the way of your business. Um, yeah. Uh, Dr. There, there is one organization, I have to tell you, though, where power and politics do not rule. Yeah, where is that? It, the, all my clients want to go work there. It's called the cemetery. <laughs> where there are no people, there are no problems. Yeah, exactly. So, so there is an out. There is yeah. an out. <laughs> you know, it it's, it's, um, doesn't pay a whole lot. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. There's very little ROI, no return on investment there. It's all downhill, believe me. <laughs> uh, that's, that's absolutely awesome. Well, Dr. Marissa, speaking of transparency, you are in the Clear Business Directory. Um, yep. And what we love to do is, is we like to share with our listeners a little bit about um, your background and, and who you are. And so, um, with that, you, you've been, you've been an organizational psychologist for how long? Oh gosh, I'm ageless first of all, and I use oil <laughs> of Olay. So do uh-huh. not hold this number against me, but I think my first consulting job in the field was in 1986. Yeah. So, so you've been at, you've been at, so, you've, you've been at this for a while. Yes. We'll, we'll just, we'll just leave it at that. Yes. And, thank you. And, um, in, in in that period of time, within your own business, um, it, it, what have you learned, or if there's or if there's something you wish you could go back and do again, um, is, is there anything that stands out from your experience from a business perspective of wow, I should have done that, I did this, but I really should have done that. Nope, I have no regrets. Good. Everything that has happened to me along the way has been there for my divine and best good. And I believe that. So let's reframe the question then. So, um, (laughs) didn't get what what you wanted. (laughs) No, exactly. But I want to make sure our listeners connect with you as well. Cause a lot of, a lot of our guests that come on the show really have that, you know what? I get it. It was a lesson for me. So let's, let's reframe that. What was, what was one of the biggest lessons that you've learned in business? Um, I, uh, let's see, the biggest lesson I learned probably was, okay, so when I did my internship uh, with Coopers and Librand on the East Coast for my PhD, I was a project manager and I thought I was the cat's meow. I thought I had all the answers. I thought I was, you know, going to change the world in... Uh, I was on a project at Scott Paper Company. My dissertation was the nature and effects of user involvement on systems acceptance. So I had quite a bit of power in that organization. And so I would tell everybody what they should do and how they should do it and where they were lacking and why they were an issue and why they weren't fitting in and how they could improve. And and so I reveled in the fact that I ended up after probably six months in the role with the um, title of Ice Queen, and, uh, uh, you know, itch with a B. So, so I thought I was it. And the partner pulled me in, I'll never forget, Dan Heitzer, wonderful man. And he sat me down and he said, so, do you like having people hate you? And I said, I said, well, you know, I don't care what people think because, you know, I'm here to do a job and I know what's best and I know what's best for them. And so I'm just helping them out. And he looked at me and he said, did they ask you to help them? (laughs) (laughs) 
was like this this place momentous you know thunder rolled sky opened and it was a valuable early in my career lesson that i i always uh value and and realize that you know it it really it's about work is half if you draw a circle like picture with me a circle the top half is work or the hard the hard systems right mm -hmm. but the bottom half that supports the work the, that supports all tasks is relationship and if you don't have that piece in play if you don't use honey versus vinegar if you don't work with people and not at people then you are not going to get the job done and i think that was the biggest lesson for me and i'm so grateful that i learned that early and it became a foundation piece in what i love to do which is working with executives and 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 you know in a nice way telling them that spitting in people's faces yelling and wagging their fingers is not the way to motivate and so you know people and and those very successful people who do that don't understand that it is their their intimate um non-transparent understanding of who they are that is driving this dis-ease and so the beautiful thing that i get to do is work in executive coaching in personal life balance coaching with all the individuals in leadership positions to get them to really begin to like and validate themselves so that they can like and validate others i absolutely love that absolutely love that and if you're joining us we are talking to dr marissa pay she's an organizational psychologist we're talking about transparency in organizations and stay with us because after the break we're going to learn a little bit more about dr marissa pay so we'll be right back after this message are you an entrepreneur who speaks at conferences have you attended a conference and seen someone on stage you know is guilty of bad business practices if you want to stand out from the crowd and give your prospective clients peace of mind, then make sure your business is in the clear directory. All of our members operate in transparency and are screened annually for frauds and scams. Stand out from the crowd and get in the clear directory. Visit clearbusinessdirectory.com forward slash join to sign up today. Alrighty, well, welcome back to the In the Clear podcast. We are talking to Dr. Marissa Pay, uh, an organizational psychologist who does some does does some amazing work. And more importantly, she she is um, she's down to earth. She gets it, and she she really helps organizations. Um, you know, we're, we're really what we're talking about here is this transparency in organizations. And I, I think at the root of that, what we were talking about prior to the break was was that relationship piece, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and the key and the number one primordial primary relationship is with oneself. Uh, and that, that's the first transparent building block to all successful organizations. So it's it's like a marriage, of, right? Uh, you, you, you can't divorce yourself. <laughs> exactly. So, so if you don't like yourself deep, deep, deep down, if you don't like yourself, there is no way in heaven that you are going to like the people that are around you. And I think that that, you know, that if, if, and that's my job, you know, on the air, in writing, I just got a, um, three publishing offers for my next book. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Called eight ways to happiness from wherever you are. You know, if you want to be a great organizational leader, if you want to be 
anything successful in your business, you got to start inside. You got to start with you. You got to know what you're good at, know what you're not, know how to bridge that gap. Know that you, that perfectionism is actually a dis-ease with life. That recovering perfectionism is probably the best support group that you could have because most leaders don't understand that that negative motivation to, to, to reach whatever they think it is that is unattainable, which is perfection, is going to drive themselves into the ground and then everybody has collateral damage around them. Yeah, that's a, it's funny. I think that goes right back to what you were talking about at the very um, very beginning of the show of, you know, just being bluntly honest with somebody just to clear it, clear your own consciousness to make yourself feel better. Um, you know, that, that just emotional spewing of just eh, lashing out at somebody is, is not one, it's not healthy in general, but it's even more, you know, unhealthy in, in, in an organization. Absolutely. And it comes from, one's own um, dis-ease with themselves. And so when, when I work with leaders, we get to that root. It's not called 20 years of therapy. It's not called, you know, I'm okay, you're okay. But it's a real publisher's clearinghouse of your own life and then getting balanced in what you're doing so that you become the best version of what you are. So I want to go, I, I absolutely love that because I, what, what just came up for me is, is as you were talking about it, you shared a story right prior to the break of, um, you know, one of the first lessons that you had learned of, you know, just sharing, uh, you know, and, and sharing and, and giving advice to people who weren't wanting to hear it. And so you had a whole lot of people that didn't like you. So, so how important then is it for the individuals, whether it be the leaders or the employees or whatever that are part of our organization, how important is it that they're ready to take a look at that for themselves? Uh, uh, ultimately, ultimately important. You don't, you know, you're only as good as you are. Your company will only be as good as you are. And I'm talking at all different levels. If you hate your job and you're just there for a paycheck and your company culture is fraught with that attitude, your company's going to go under because there's no way that anyone is going, your customers will pick that up. There's no way that you will survive long-term. And we have plenty of examples of that, you know, places that we really thought were going to be here forever who have folded. And I think that's a direct correlation with people not wanting and, and, and feeling of value and feeling like they add to something or are appreciated in what they do. So, you know, that, that study, I think Fortune magazine put out, you know, do you, what do you remember best? Your last, uh, the amount of your last raise or the, the time that your uh, boss told you you did a, a good job and not like in passing good job, yeah. but actually acknowledge something that you, you had contributed. So, yeah. so meaning at work, meaning at an individual level is the block, is the foundation through which we can all just incredibly reap the rewards of being in an organization because you can't do it alone. Entrepreneurs, you start alone, but eventually you have to get along. By the way, 
<laughs> All this advice that I'm giving falls under the category of my talk radio show, which is called Take My Advice. I'm not using it. Get balanced with Dr. Marissa. <laughs> so as you notice, I have zero employees. <laughs> <laughs> When you go to the directory, you will see I have zero employees. So I'm really good at helping you with this. I suck at doing it myself. So I'm just, that's my disclaimer. Uh, but, I love, but, that's, uh, that, that's transparency <laughs> to the T right there, folks. I there mean, you go. There right you there. go. I'm, I'm Practicing I'm, what I teach. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I, here we go. It's just, you know, I have no employees. So my organization is super easy. I only have to deal with my own crap. That's right. I just have to deal with me on a daily basis, and it's not always pretty. But, uh, awesome. but yeah, yeah. It's it, that's why my executive coaching practice does so well is because when people get to the place where they know that there's something wrong, that there's something that's not, you know, they've they followed all the rules, they went to the right schools, they've got the best job, they worked, and they're still super unhappy, then we know that it's an inside-out job. And I get to do, that's why I love my work, you know, get to work with people who, they're not broken, but they could be so much happier. You know, my whole thing is I can get to the happiness 88% of the time, mm -hmm. the 12% for contrast, if you really come with me and take a look at that black hole in front of you yeah. and that's, and that's, you know, we'll, we'll clean it out. We'll dig out the, the, the shiitake and then we'll put it back as fertilizer <laughs> and then grow you to the best that you can be. <laughs> so what you're saying is, is that you actually work with people who are ready to change and you just don't dish it out like you used to. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Well, yeah, with my kids, they would probably not uh, agree with you on that. <laughs> but I do have two teenage daughters, so I, that, that gives me the quali qualifications to be able to do that. But yeah, there is, I, I've only fired two clients in my entire life, and uh, that is because it was not the right time. And yeah. I do need, a, a, you know, an iota of willingness to look at yourself before you, before you start pointing at everybody else, you know, that whole, you know, point one finger, three are back at you, yeah. you know, you, you have to convince me. And, and usually I'm very fortunate in the first meeting and I've worked with, you know, we're in the double digits of thousands now of people who are willing to go, okay, I, I, I actually, this is, this, here's a trade secret. In the very first meeting that I, in transparency, in, in the very first meeting that I have with every single one of my clients, I say to them, sort of as an aside, after we develop all these goals of all the people that they want to change and all the situations that they want to change and all the things that aren't working in the company and that they want to happen overnight, I say to them, as I'm going out the door, kind of like Columbo, I say, so, by the way, just in case... I find out that you might be part of the problem. Do I have permission to tell you that? And they're all like, oh, yeah, no problem. You know, of course. And then I could get to come back and drop the bomb. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to get your permission for me to kick your ass before I kick your ass. Correct. Correct. Yeah. They used to call me the, you know, she, it's amazing. She works with you in a way that she can tell you to go to heaven or hell and in a way that you want to go there. You want to go there. <laughs> oh, that's an uh, extreme compliment. That's awesome. Dr. Marissa, quick question for you yep. here. because I know our listeners are going to want to know um, what is, what are, what are some questions that a potential client should ask you uh, in doing their own due diligence before they decide to hire you? 
Uh, they should ask me if I'm single, what I'm looking for in a guy. No, I'm kidding. Um, they should ask me if um, the kinds of situations in the workplace that I have worked with so that there's some fit, because I won't work with you unless I know I can bring value to you. And that exploratory phase or question is, is certainly tantamount. However, I can safely say that there, I have, <laughs> I think I've, I've heard and worked with everything from, from employees who hate each other so much that they flash guns at each other and, and getting them to be uh, good working teammates. So, so, but, but, you know, ask me if I've ever worked with your situation. That's one question. Um, ask me the, the length of time and, uh, you know, the range of, of a uh, budget that I that I would charge and of course I'm Chinese so ask me if I give discounts <laughs> I think that's important because I need to fit into your budget I'm not cheap obviously because of the number of years of experience and I'm good at what I do and I I really help a lot of individuals and organizations and I know that that's my strength and that's uh, one of the unique gifts talents and abilities that I have in this lifetime so, so the fit, um, the, the, the match in terms of money and time, and then a realistic time frame, because all of my clients want their, their whatever's wrong to be fixed tomorrow. Yeah, and of course. I, I ask them always the question, how long did it take to get here? Oh, 10 years. Ten years, years. years. So yeah. And, and I say, yeah, and miracles do happen, but you know, Alice in Wonderland asked for six impossible things. Uh, before breakfast, so we'll do that. However, in my change experience, it takes um, best case scenario 20% of the time that it took to get there to be able to get out. Now, that doesn't mean it'll take two years for me to be with you, but if we start the ball rolling and you follow what I'm telling you is important and what your people are telling you is important, then you will see that change. And let me bring up a really important point that I just uh, uh, realized. I do not know your organization. You know your organization. You are the boss of you. <laughs> yes, and I am only a process consultant. And a true PhD organizational psychologist, I taught uh, it 10 years, six years at the UCLA school at, um, in the Anderson School of Business Management. So. I tell my students there, you are not a McKinsey consultant. You are not an expert in content. You are an expert in process. So I can help you find out what the answers or the solution are because you know, your people know, your customers know, your shareholders know. So I'm going to help you get that information so you can take valid, relevant, productive action against that data. I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Um, and Dr. Marissa, I, outside of looking at your profile within the Clear Business Directory, yes. uh, where, where else can our, our listeners go to find out more about you? Yes, they can go to my website, uh, drmarissa.tv. And uh, that is because I am wonderfully blessed to have a media uh, audience and personality. I'm an on-air personality, TV commentator, as well as uh, talk radio, which is actually more like T 
TV because I have cameras in my studio. <laughs> and if you go to YouTube, you can see my past interviews. I just interviewed Corey Feldman, if those of you who are from the right. 80s and remember the Goonies and the Gremlins right. and Lost Boys and Stand By Me. Uh, also, Marianne from Gilligan's Island, for those who are way back then, um, <laughs> who uh, uh, leave it to Beaver. So all of those have also been on my show. So you can you can see there iTunes. I'm also on there, Stitcher Radio. Uh, you can watch my show that broadcasts every Tuesday live from the Sunset Gower Studios in Hollywood, where Scandal and uh, Heroes and Newsroom is filmed. But there's no scandal on my show. There's no <laughs> gossip, no scandal, no K-words at all. No Kardashian talk is allowed. <laughs> so we, t we only talk about hope and happiness. So there's a way to tune in there. I also do call-ins every second week of the month. So if you have a question about your business, if you have a question about your relationship, your job and career, your well-being, you know, contact my producer through my site uh, to, to uh, be able to get on the air and ask me for free advice. Fantastic. So that's, uh, that's my show. And I'm sticking to it. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Marissa, thank you so much for being on our show today. Again, you can take a look at Dr. Marissa Pay's uh, profile uh, on our website or inside the Clear Business Directory. And until next time, make sure that you're connecting with your clients, your employees, and the people in your organization in, in full transparency. If you need somebody to help straighten them out, Dr. Marissa Pay's that person. And until next time, make sure your business is in the clear. If you or your business has been ripped off by a fraud or scam, visit in the clear and let us know.